Hey, hockey moms, check out bluelinehockeyclub.com for all the past and future podcasts. Tonight's podcast is brought to you by... Toby Hockey has designed, tested, and developed a new carbon composite hockey stick that will change the way you play the game of hockey forever. The Toby Hockey Diamond Air Blade Hockey Stick is no ordinary stick or copycat repack technology. Hockey has never seen anything like this before. This patented, outside-the-box approach to blade design, with its perforated cross-beam construction, significantly increases swing speed. Built using 100% carbon fiber, we have eliminated the flimsy foam core for enhanced durability and a much larger sweet spot. This amazing hockey stick yields the most amazing feel and puck control ever seen in the game of hockey. Guaranteed. Feel the future. Check out their webpage at tobyhockey.com and use coupon code INTROTOBY20 for an immediate 20% discount. That's tobyhockey.com and coupon code INTROTOBY20 for an immediate 20% discount on this amazing new technology. to the Blue Line Hockey Club. We have episode 55 tonight. We have the usual suspects sitting in with us tonight. We have Patrick Uncle Lardy Sullivan. What's up, Patrick? Aloha. And our IT guy, the local nerd on staff, Robbie P. Peters. What's up, Pete? Hey, how you mama now? And all-around sports guru. Got it. We go to for all of our sports news, Derek V-Train V2. What's up, V-Train? What's up, Queen and your host of the Blue Line Hockey Club tonight, Mark the Doctor Morley. Oh, Doctor. Oh, there we go. Well, we don't have a guest sitting in with us tonight. We're doing the usual suspects episode, and yeah. uh, we're getting into all of the shell this week. We got a little college hockey, some women's hockey. We're going to get into a little bit of that too. You know, a lot of buildup this week to the, the draft lottery with the with the NHL and that on last night. And uh, pretty exciting to see what New Jersey and, and the Rangers are going to come up with in this draft. So that was pretty cool to watch that lottery. Dirty Jersey? Dirty Jers, you know, coming up with that top pick. Uh, Jack Hughes was on the show, spoke very well. You know, if he's not the number one pick, then, you know, they've kind of messed up because they've been parading him around pretty good. They had uh, a few things on Twitter, social media, of the whole Hughes family. I don't know if anyone saw it. They, uh, I mean, they're doing real deal Holyfield training since they were kids for hockey. So, yeah, um, I saw that. Something was saying that, you know, they were saying that their parents are really good parents and uh, the father's you know, in tune with the hockey program and what needs to be done. So um, they've been training, like, high-class NHL style for a while now. Yeah, somebody had that all over social media this week, and it was everything from off-ice to on-ice training to weight room training, strength training, um, conditioning, the whole nine yards where, you know, back when we were growing up playing hockey, we didn't really have that kind of training. You know, you went to practice, that was it. 
you trained hard, you skated hard, you had your skate days, stuff like that to get in shape. Now you got these kids that, you know, 13 years old, they're doing strength training, you know, they're doing stuff that people are doing in the college level and even the pro levels for off ice training. And then even on ice training that they're doing by themselves with all these different kinds of um, not just drills like we do in practice, but, you know, stick handling things that they put together, you know, all these advanced technology I don't know what you call them, props that they have on the ice that help them develop their skills. Oh, they have treadmills and everything now, you know. You can alternate the treadmills up and down to, uh, you know, you know these agility drills that you can bounce the puck off, bands and everything. We didn't have any of that when we were kids. I mean, we were just straight up as fast as balls to the wall, you know, get in shape, and then uh, everything else was on your own. So it's totally yeah. different beast now. Off-ice training was playing street hockey in a parking lot with some tennis balls. Yeah, exactly. Well, most of us most of us went on to other sports as well. So. Yeah. And if we could sneak a beer in there, it made it even better. Clarity. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's what's happening with um, you know, we talk about it where, you know, you don't, you don't really need to have money to advance in the sport as long as you're a good player. But then you look at the Hughes family must have a little bit of money in their pocket to be able to do that kind of training for their kids. Um, they're at the top facilities doing their office training in the gym. Um, you know, they're renting ice hours to have their kids go out and practice outside of practice. All different kinds of things that cost money, you know. Yeah, I mean, look at the NHL players, kids that are in the NHL. I mean, the... Uh... You know, there's Kachucks, uh, you got the Donatos. We can go on and on. We can go back and forth. So, yeah, Max, it takes Max, money to play. Yeah, Max Domi. I mean, um, Ray Bork's kid. Yeah. Know, these guys are, I mean, like we talked about before, Jimmy Howard had a skating coach for his kid at four years old. Um, you know, how much does that cost to put, you know, kid on the ice by himself, which he probably uses the Red Wings ice, but, you know, he has a, strict, a skating coach. I mean, that's uh, a whole different level that these guys are, using their you know their money and their connections to get their kids to the next level so, so the, whole new the number yeah go ahead sorry mark i was just going to say so the number two pick is the rangers which we got two ranger fans here you know that's big for the manhattan project which is going on in manhattan um i mean you guys bumped up quite a bit and you know Eight of the previous nine Stanley Cups, Stanley Cup winners have actually tanked, you know, and then loaded up top-notch draft picks. So, I mean, you guys are right there. So, I think the Rangers are going to be pretty pretty good here in a couple years. I mean, if they get someone good here and they got all these young talent, they still got the old man in that, but uh, – um, I, I think I think if they if they really look for some a young goalie, I don't I don't know off the top of my head who they have in the the farm leagues or the system for a goalie. I think the Rangers are going to be good here in a couple of years. Come on, yeah. I mean, yeah, they got that George. What is uh, George, or whatever is the is the goalie that's behind Lundqvist right now, and they played him a lot towards the end of the year, and they. Uh, the Rangers were they were competitive, you know. I mean, even though they sold off yeah. their whole fucking team, you know, they sold off the whole fucking team, but and they brought in a bunch of kids, and they, they were still competitive. Yeah, they yeah. competed, and so you you look at a team that is uh, like the Rangers, and 
you have a good draft this year. You know, you you have a decent um, off season as far as bringing in maybe some free agents. You know, that fit your fit the system and that fit the way that uh, Quinter plays. And you know, you, these guys could be competitive next year. You don't, you know, they really could be. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked to see a team like the Rangers turn it go from being in the cellar of the metro to being up competing for a playoff spot next year i, I really mean that like not just being a homer as a this year yeah i mean not like i say exactly and not just being a homer as a, as a rangers fan but when you when you commit to rebuilding like they have and you have brought in you know a number of players that basically fit quinn's system and you just you got to stay committed to that, and I think if they have a good draft, I, I'm not going to be surprised whatsoever if they're in playoff contention next year. I really, I really, and truly believe that. Listen, they they beat Pittsburgh Penguins the last game of the year, four to three in overtime. I mean, um, let's see here. They beat a lot of good teams. They beat the Flyers. They beat the Blues four to two on uh, March March 29th. Um, so, I mean, they beat Maple Leafs. I mean, they yeah. did okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be all right. With that, with that second pick, you know, I don't think the Devils are going to give up Jack Hughes with us all the, the touting that he's been getting lately. Um, but even Capco or Capo, I think, however you say it. Capo, um, Capo, Capo. He, um, he's, he's supposed Kako. to be a stud, too. So those, those two uh, supers picks, you're seeing these. Capo. You're seeing these top picks being productive right away. Um, you know, look at the rookies that come into the league and have been have done very well and contributed right away. Um, not just the McKinnons and the Matthews and McDavid's, but also Brazil, you know, Pedersen out in Vancouver. I mean, some of these rookies come into the league and they, they contribute right away and, and put up big time points. So if they can get some kind of production out of their, their second round pick right away, that'll be huge. You know, and then in three years, they, these guys are turning into franchise players. So that's a big deal that they got bumped up from the sixth spot to the second spot in that draft pick. No doubt. So the other that, teams that really huge. benefits. Go ahead, Derek. I was going to say, we should get Pat because Pat is very good at uh, his English literature skills. Um, we should get him to pronounce like the first five guys and that he thinks will be picked in the in the draft, first top five prospects. Oh, that's good. We'll all take turns. Okay. <laughs> give him a shot. Let me bring him Matt, up. Yeah, just would, give him a minute. Bring it up I, and let's hear it. I was just looking up before we got into this. The uh, if someone wants to bring it up, the last like six picks of the Pittsburgh Penguins, um, like from 2012 to 2016. I mean, it was unreal. It was like the flower. It was Malkin. It was Crosby. It was, uh, you know, there's other big names, like these top names from the draft picks because they were top five every year. And that actually built that team. If someone wants to bring that up, while I try to bring up these fucking names. Yeah, I'm not really sure. I mean, they do have like Kessel and Latang, and I mean, they have some stud players. <clears throat> Anyways, while we're looking that up, I'll try to run down this uh, pronunciation of these draft picks. Okay, so projected top five. 
Jack Hughes, <laughs> Capo Kekyo, Vasily Podkolizian, Kirby Doc, Bowman Bram. I don't know, boys. I think I botched oh, just about. I think I got Jack Hughes right. That's about it. It's tough. <laughs> it's tough. What happened to Joe Smith? Yeah, what happened to the Pat Sullivans and the <laughs> Rob Peters? Jack Eichel or the... Yeah. It's getting harder and harder to pronounce these names. I can't find it anywhere. Just give me two seconds. I can delete all this out. Here we go. All right. Here's my list of the top five. Jack Hughes, center from the United States National Development Program. Kapapu... Paco, <laughs> right wing from TPS. And we got Vasily McColzen from St. Petersburg. And then we got Dylan Colzins. <laughs> then we got Bowen Bram. Alex Turcotte, Trevor Zagaris. Kirby Doc, Matthew Boldly, Peyton Herbs. How'd I do, boys? It that sounded pretty good. That no, was, they're, not not e they're not easy these days. That was impressive. I thought that was impressive. So, with that saying, we got the Frozen Four coming up too, right? That's coming up. Yeah, Frozen Four, they took a week off, uh, let the basketball thing play out a little bit. Virginia. And, uh, they got their first title. Yeah, they got their title this week, so that was uh, exciting for that school. Uh, but for the, the other Four, big news out. Yeah, go ahead, No, what's the big news? Say, the big news, Greg Carville, Coach of the Year. Uh, can't oh, yeah, that's great. Coach of the Year, NCAA Hockey. What an award for that guy. Yeah, that's huge for uh, Greg Carville. You know, I'm kind of – there's both sides of the table. You know, I'm kind of on the uh, um, good side of the table saying that he's the one that helped, you know, that team get to the first Frozen Four, and then there's skeptics out there that's saying, you know, because of Makar, I mean, he didn't, he didn't get him to go there. He didn't uh, recruit him. Um, most of those players that they have on the team, Greg Carville did not recruit them there. No, um, but a lot he of did provide them with the environment this year to have the season he did. So yeah, like I was saying, you know, like I was about to say, I'm on the good side of the table, the optimistic. I mean, he had to put the chemistry together. I don't give a fuck if you put if you're the coach of an all star team for the NHL all star. I mean, you still have to put chemistry together. I think chemistry is big. You know, you got to put a, a grinder with a, a sc goal scorer and a, uh, someone that's willing to back check. You can't just put four goal scorers or three goal scorers on the same line. I've always been big on that. You have to break it up. It has to be one of each. Everyone has their job duties. Um, so I think Greg did a really good job and he deserves that. Uh, he, he deserves that award. I think, yes, it's it's undeniable at this point. I think if you have anything else to say, you know, you're jealous. Yeah. 
we'll see what he does next year. What's McCarr is definitely going to Colorado. So, um, and Colorado is going to be unbelievable with him on that team. So let's let's see what he does without the best uh, prospect in the nation. So, we'll see what happens. Yeah, Listen, he's had success. He's had success everywhere he went. I mean, he tear. You know, look what happened to Slew once he walked out the door. I mean, they tanked. You know, so yeah. and he he brought them back to some some form of relevancy. And um, so, I mean, you got to give him some credit, a lot of credit, a lot, a lot of credit. And he's, uh, you know, listen, all these top tier programs have a lot of talent. Um, the, the key is to, to make that talent, um, like you say, cohesive and turn them into a unit that, you know, can win games and uh, win yeah. games on a consistent basis. So there's there's more to be said for, you know, a coach that can put put that kind of thing together. And he's done it. You know, now at two different programs, and here he's come from the NHL as well, too. So, I mean, he's got a track record that certainly gives him a lot of clout. Oh, no, no. A rising stock right now, for sure. Oh, yeah, definitely rising stock. I just want to see what he can do. You know, I I think it's a big thing for, you know, if you've been there for multiple years, your classes that you recruited to come in, and he's definitely going to get good kids now. I mean, yeah, he wait put till UMass. they roll in now. Yeah, he put UMass on the map, or did he? Is the question. Was it him or the team before? And that's where everyone's coming from. But I'm with you, he too, and every, Rob, what you said, he put the chemistry together. So, I, in, I, in I, regardless, yeah, regardless. So Regardless, his job as a recruiter just got a lot easier. Yeah. Much easier. Yeah, absolutely. Who did we talk to that someone – oh, the head coach, Matt DeRozier of Clarkson. He's like, actually, it's gotten much easier. He said something, right? What was that? It was easy to get – recruiting's easy now, but to play top-notch teams is a little tougher. Yeah. Yeah. He said he used to go out searching for talent. Now talents, now talents calling him, you know. So. Yeah. So just to touch a little bit on on that, um, at the college level, we all played um, a sport at the college level, and when you're a coach at that level, you have to bring these teams and bring the culture that they want to play for you. And you have these kids coming out of high school; they're away from their parents for the first time. Um, it's keeping them out of trouble. It's keeping them in the books and making sure they're getting their grades and shit like that. There's a lot of behind the scenes shit that these coaches have to do that aren't, isn't even involved with, with hockey at all, you know, and it's trying to keep these young kids um, on track and, you know, all the, the logistics of school on the, on the same time, keeping them on the, on the ice too. So, I mean, these college coaches have a tougher job than when you get to the, the juniors in the, in the NHL, uh, they don't have to deal with the 40 hours a week they got to put into their schoolwork and stuff like that. So and they have a, a pretty big task and, um, you know, if you want to play for your coach and you like your coach, that makes a big difference um, when that team gets on the ice. You know, there's a lot of kids out there that hate their coach and you see that you don't see them perform out there. They don't want to win. They don't want to play for their coach. They don't want to listen to their coach. They want to bitch about them all the time. Um, you know, so if you can bring that camaraderie into the locker room, that goes a long way on the ice. Yeah. And that and that's like what Derek was saying and just, you know, what you're saying, Mark, is that these – you know, these teams, these colleges and NHL teams want these young coaches to, you know, bring in that new style of coaching to, uh, you know, Greg Carville is pretty young. Um, Got to be in his late 40s, 
I don't know exactly, but uh, I mean the NH the NHL. We got uh, Quinn going to uh, the Rangers. Um, Dallas has got the young coach from Denver who won a couple national championships. So these these teams want these young coaches to, uh, you know, it's a whole different lifestyle now. And I think Derek might be able to elaborate on this. I think there was a college coach that just got hired um, football-wise, and he's, like, giving, like, his team a 20-minute phone break every hour or something like that. Did you guys hear that? I didn't. So this college coach who did really well is um, <clears throat> he hired on to a D1 college football team. Um, and one of the main reasons was that uh, he was willing to give each player, you know, 10 to 15 minutes every hour phone break, almost like a smoke break, they were saying but a phone break because they're building their own brand. They have all this stuff and they think that giving these young players that opportunity, that 10 minutes that five minutes on their phone and then getting back to what they were doing will actually help them, which I mean, phones are addicting. I don't know. It's kind of crazy, but it, just, just to get that intertwined with what we were talking about, these young, the young coaches are now, these teams want these young coaches to coach these young kids, millennials, millennials. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. It's weird. Oh yeah. Definitely. It's different for sure. And yeah. uh, every, you know, everything is available to them real time. So, you know, if something happens in their league or if they, you know, they get the scores real time, they know what's going on at every school. I mean, they're, when they're playing, it's just, technology has given even my brother at the high school level is like, you know, these kids know exactly what's going on before he does. That's You know, with other teams and if they've won or if they've lost. Or oh, yeah, scored, I remember you seeing that. You know, it's just, um, you know, they're keeping up on everything before, be, you know, back in my day, we had to wait for the tape to come out of the game before or, or whatever <laughs> it was, you know, to watch the tape to see who did what. But now they can the research VHS. all that. It was. Yeah, I was, I was thinking I was getting into DVD porn by then, but mm, it's close. We had, I don't think we had turned the corner yet. <laughs> it was it was new technology then. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, touch on some women's hockey real quick, and then get back to the draft or the who's the draft lottery. All right, yeah, just uh, over in um, I think they're in Finland. I said right. They're playing in the World Championships. Uh, USA beat. Uh, Russia today by 10 goals, actually nine goals, 10 to one. And that was That's in the it? prelims. That's and, like uh, Rob's so men's league. Kendra, Kendra Coyne. <laughs> uh, Kendra Coyne has had two goals. And so she's she's doing well after her uh, all-star debut. Um, and they're, they're playing Japan in the, in the quarterfinals in the next round. So that's happening right now, too. And this is the uh, world's, women's world's, right? And then uh, all the men's world's will be coming up here soon, uh, along with the uh, NHL playoffs. Yeah, yeah, Jack Hughes was saying how they're about to go over and play uh, play in the world's when he was yeah. on the lottery tonight. So just to get back to the lottery, uh, one of the big winners of the, of the lottery was the um, Chicago Blackhawks. Blackhawks, that was big. Their pick was 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. 
so they were supposed to, you know, essentially have that 12th pick and then they, they bumped up to the third pick um, with the lottery. So that was the biggest mover, um, the oh. biggest gainer. Yeah. <laughs> so that, as far as the lottery goes, the, the Blackhawks were the, the biggest winner out of that. Um, you did see um, Colorado with a fourth pick. I mean, Colorado is already playing really good hockey, so they're going to get another good pick. And L.A. Yeah. and Detroit after that. So L.A. is obviously brutal. Detroit's brutal, so that will give them another <laughs> chance to get a, a decent pick in the fifth and sixth spot and then buffalo at seven which they could buffalo i mean they've had some good picks man now they got a seventh rounder um you know another good spot another good draft pick they're the team like i you've been talking about pat that's supposed to win this cup in a year or two you know what i mean they, yeah. they're the team that's getting these draft picks every year it seems like where they got eichel and then they got uh, rasmus and you know they've just seemed to be able to they can't put it together though yeah I think it's good for the NHL that the uh, Devils Rangers got the first two picks, right? I mean, they need them. I mean, did Colorado need the first-round pick? No, they're fucking nasty. They got one of the best lines in the league um, besides the uh, Bruins. Um, Chicago, they needed a top-round pick. I, I, I saw a lot of feedback on social media that everyone's pissed that it's rigged, but even if it is – for the sport of hockey in general, doing I mean, pretty well, yeah. The rank, the Devils ne definitely needed a pick to keep fucking, you know, Halsey there. He said he's pumped about it. The Rangers needed a pick. I mean, Rangers are the best team, not the best team, but you know, one of the fan best fan base teams in the league. You know, original six, and then you got yeah, Chicago. What's that? Yeah, Quinter's got to be Quinter's got to be psyched. I mean, now he's got his yeah. uh, second round pick. I mean, that, his job's on the line here in another year or two if he doesn't win games. You know, for sure. So that's huge. but you know you also had like you said you did uh, L A with five, Detroit six, Buffalo seven, Edmonton eight. Those teams need picks. All those yeah. teams, even Chicago. You know, so in that top eight, the only team that really probably didn't need to deserve to be in there was the, the Colorado pick at four. So I mean, I would rather have seen. Uh, you know, maybe a Philly or um, Anaheim or somebody else that struggles that could use the pick more than, than Colorado. And it's just yeah. kind of fucked up, I think, of this how somehow this lottery, you know, where most times if you're the worst team in the league, you get the first pick, you know, or the second worst team, you get the second pick. So, I mean, I don't know when the lottery came into effect. I'm not sure when they drafted this up, but it's been going for a while. I think it worked out great. I see Joe Quenville's in uh, Florida. That's big news, huh? Yeah. Yeah, hopefully he can put some people in the seats. I, mean, I don't know how to keep the light bill on there. I don't I don't think they can ever, um, you know, fill out a, a full season. Not not in the Sun, Sun City there. What is it, Derek? Yeah, Sun City. Sun Sun City. Sunrise. 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 Yeah, it's a cool rink, though. I mean, I don't know if you guys have ever been there or not, but that's, it's a really cool rink. They got a big, you know, big, I don't know, it's a big Budweiser, like, beer garden there and stuff, too. I mean, it's it's a cool rink to be at, but like Rob says, man, it's tough when, you, you know, the weather outside is 85 degrees and sunny every day. It's, you know, who the fuck's going to go to the hockey rink, you know, unless it's, uh, you know, unless you're putting a team on, on the ice that's, you know, playoff contender. You know, if you're mediocre, 
it, there's a very fine line, right? So if you're the Panthers, you got to put something on the ice that's like legit, or right. else right. If you're middle of the road. And then they'd have if to. If you're middle of the road. Yeah, I mean, if you're middle of the road, nobody's going. Nobody's coming to the games. If yeah. you, you know, if you're awesome, they're going to come watch. And then you'd have to put a couple consecutive seasons together to be, you know, really good for them to just, Absolutely. you know, keep coming back like that. So Absolutely, it'd be Absolutely. a challenge. Absolutely. On the flip, on the flip side, you have a team like Toronto that sucked for about thirty-five years, and they had sellout crowds yeah, for those doesn't, years. Doesn't like, matter. They, they, they sold out no matter what, and a lot of the Canadians were pissed because it, they felt like the organization didn't care if they won or lost because they sold out. And um, that was a big controversy up there for a while, and they didn't think they cared if they won because they, they sold tickets. And now they're actually decent, so it's been a long time. Yeah, I mean, he, he wasn't going to last long, right? I mean, he was the first coach to go after the regular season ended. Surprise, surprise. I mean, Florida didn't want to risk him talking to anyone else so they signed him to wherever he got but uh there's a lot of moves around i think uh uh chris taylor sheldon keith toronto barley's uh rochester americans a bunch of guys got moved around so um but the biggest was joe quenville so we'll see what happens in uh florida i'm a, i'm kind of Kind of pumped up to see what happens. Yeah, they got uh, they got the thirteenth pick, so they kind of got hosed out of their pick. Um, I think they were, if I can see this correctly, they bumped down quite a bit um, to the thirteenth pick. So Minnesota was right there at the twelfth pick. I was hoping they got a little bit of a higher pick. Quenville, man, Quenville will make that team legit. We'll see what he can do. I th I thought they were going to do well this year. I mean, they got good players, so. I mean, we'll see what happens. All right, boys. Uh, we got a little shout out here for our official sponsor this month, Tovi Hockey. Tovi Hockey has been with us the last couple podcasts. If you haven't checked out their new stick yet, um, it's uh, evolutionizing the stick world. Um, the blade has uh, like a cross. I don't know how you'd explain it, but like it's across. just so curious. The pattern of the blade, you know, it just it makes me want to go out there and just take slap shot after slap shot after slap shot. Magma to see, you know, <laughs> how how it is, you know. Yeah, yeah. If you haven't seen it, the blade has holes all the way through it, and it's um, you know, it's just something you've never seen before. So if you haven't seen it, get to tovihockey.com. Um, and we also have a promotion code, Tovi, Tovi, Hockey.com, Tovi Hockey 20, and you get 20% off. So Tovi Hockey 20 um, gets you 20% off. Their, their sticks are expensive. They're um, they're right online with Warrior. They're about $300 sticks. So these are good quality sticks. And uh, you know, if you're looking for something different, maybe try to get the edge on, on the next guy. Uh, use Tovi Hockey 20 for your promotion code to get 20% off. Yeah. So, uh, well, guys, we're going to do a little rundown of what's going on right now. Yeah, go uh, ahead. What is going on? First, first night of playoffs, we got a big uh, upset playoffs. already playoffs. with the Blue, blue Jackets. We're talking about playoffs? Finally. <laughs> blue Jackets upsetting the Tampa Bay Lightning in game one. Um, that is final. How the so that's fuck did that? Yeah. That was crazy. It, we started this. 
uh, well, when we got on and started talking, it was three nothing Tampa. So that means yeah, Columbus came back. came back four nothing, four straight goals to win that game. They did. That's impressive. Well, it was one in, in the second, in three Tampa. in the third. Wow. Yeah. So the other big news right now is that the Penguins and the Islanders are tied going into tied OT. So that's going into overtime right now as we speak. Um, you know, so that's in in New York. Um, first game, tied three three going to overtime. Uh, we'll bump over to the Blues and the Jets. They're tied one one. Only four minutes left in that game, so we have another potential overtime. Um, and that game one, and then the the Preds and the, and the Stars are are uh, Preds are up one over the Stars at home. And that's just at the end of the first. So one more game tonight is the call. Uh, sorry, the, the Golden Knights and the Sharks play at 10:30 tonight. Uh, that's out in San Jose. That's going to be a hell of a, a series there. Two great teams, and uh, it'd be interesting to see who wins that one tonight too. It's playoff time and Masters time, so great time to yep. have. Back to that. Back to the real quick. Back to the real quick, Mark. Back to the uh, Columbus series. Uh, with Tampa, Torts has had like a, if you listen to like some of his post game interviews when he played Tampa Bay like earlier in the season, he always had like a little edge about him. Like when when they would lose when they would lose to Tampa, he was kind of like, yeah, we lost, but you know, we're just as good as a fucking team as those bastards. You know what I mean? Like he had like that kind of like edge to him. So it's interesting that that's the matchup now that that's going on. So. This might be trouble for for Tampa Bay. Actually, I know you guys have talked about them kind of being a choke fest, and it it, it might this might recreate itself this this uh, this playoff season because Tortorella might just have these guys' number. He might just have enough of an edge about him and be enough of an asshole to get his players pumped up enough to beat these guys. So, uh, be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, Bobrovsky. We'll see what happens with him and Nat. I hear you though. It's it could be a it could be a nail biter. It's just weird. Yes, I remember I, I remember listening earlier in the year though, like after the after one of the games that uh Columbus played Tampa. We could probably find this. Rob could find it at some point. I don't um, well probably not because he's probably still in but anyways the uh the uh, he, the brought the uh his post game interview though, I, I clearly remember him being like so like antagonistic about the fucking lightning. So it's interesting that they're matching up. And just a side note there, Seth Jones is the one that scored uh, Rob to King. win that game. There we go. Yeah, I Seth just want to be a nasty player. He is. I just wanted to put in my two cents before we go that uh, all over the NHL network and everywhere else, uh, everyone's saying that you need two goalies to win the Stanley Cup. And I think, uh, who is saying that? Rob? No, not Rob. Mark? Oh. No. There, there we must, go. Must have been me. You need two goalies to win the Stanley Cup, so I don't know who's going to do that this year. I think the Flower has a good chance in the West, and uh, I there don't know. There we go. Big game tomorrow night I want to see is the Maple Leafs and the Bruins tomorrow at 7 o'clock. Uh, I think that's, that's going to be a good one. Going to be a really good series, so. You know, that's whoever wins that series has got a chance to, to win the East, I think. And if especially if the Blue Jackets can keep playing the hockey they're playing. I text McAvoy, too. He said he's going to come on. So all you listeners, we're going to get McAvoy on here. Maybe be, hopefully when he wins uh, after they beat the Maple Leafs, we'll get him on for round two. 
Yeah, we've got a lot of good uh, interviews coming up, so make sure you're getting on our Facebook page, our Twitter page, um, and bluelinehockey.com, bluelinehockey.com. We've got all 55 podcasts on there. If you want to check out an old one that you haven't, haven't listened to yet, scroll down through, see all the good interviews we had, and then you can see all of our future ones on there as well. So check us out, bluelinehockeyclub.com. Until next time, folks, keep your stick on the ice. Kill ya! Bill! Oh, doctor. No. Keep your head up. Rob. Keep your head up. <laughs>